Okay, hello, welcome to the Me You Music podcast. Uh, this week we are being joined by Abdulaziz Shabakot. Um, and we're going to be discussing um, parts of his new symphony release. Um, he's uh, released his second symphony being played. And what is that? It's being played by the Kadinsky Symphony Orchestra in Armenia at the Aram. How do you say that? Aram Kachaturian Concert Hall? Kachaturian Concert Hall. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful yeah. piece, man. Um, congratulations, first of all. It is something Thank that you're you not going to see. Like, yeah, man, like, um, it's not like uh, everyday people releasing symphonies. It's a huge work uh, to actually create. So it, it, it's something, it's pretty stunning. It's, um, uh, I remember I, when I first listened to your, when I listened to your first symphony um, quite a long time ago, uh, and I thought it was amazing. So actually coming out with a second symphony now, and it, it is, yeah, it is, it's, it's an epic piece. You know, it's uh, something that you're going to, you could see in a kind of, uh, like it's got that Arabic feel in the these Arabic scales you've been using, but it definitely feels like it would be fitting in a scene for a uh, a movie of some sort. Um, how how's yeah. it? How thank you. Yeah. Um. What what I, I'd like to say something about the 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 scales and the the Arabic modes you mentioned. Yeah. Um, look, uh, I, I tried to give you an impression about uh, some certain modes, uh, not keys, okay? But uh, I didn't use any actual Arabic mode in the symphony. In both symphonies, actually, the first or the second one, I just used some intervals that we always use to give you that certain impression that it's Arabic. But when you look at the score or try to analyze the music, there is no certain mode at all. Yeah, 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 that's the best way I find to. Uh, I, I find those are the best stories and journeys to go on musically to listen to personally. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, what what is the kind of idea that you go in with when creating your music? You just said that it, it's not based off modal, like you're you're not building your music from modes. Uh, where are you creating it, it the melodies from? comes from the heart uh, and um, I think do you remember when we discussed this maybe two years ago uh, we discussed uh, something similar about this idea and mm. it was about my dreams nightmares and then night terrors mm -hmm. so uh, one day I woke up uh, with having that horrible nightmare I, I always see that nightmare since childhood Wow. And I, I wanted to sell uh, my emotions and it was not good, not okay. So I just sat down, opened my piano and started to play something. And then I had this idea and I said, this material cannot be played by anything except for an, mm -hmm. an yeah. orchestra. I, I wrote everything on paper and pen. Um, and then after a while, just uh, copied everything on my computer. And started 
working in it as music materials. Mm. And then step by step it grew up and became my symphony. Incredible, incredible story. <laughs> I, love, I love to hear that. It's, uh, yeah. um, I mean, uh, yeah, gonna... obviously it's not nice that you've, you've had to deal with... Uh... Sorry? Uh, what's up, Jack? Sorry, I was going to um, mention about the dreams that you've been what? having. You've uh, put okay, in the so... description of the symphony. Um, yes. I was just going to... Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to, like, elaborate, like, talk about them as well? Because like, I'm assuming that's the big part of what your influence as to why you want to create the second symphony are. Um, it says the first movement comes later discussing the dreams, nightmares, and night terrors that these dreams are. The first one is falling from a very high place in the middle of the sky until you reach ground and before you hit the ground and then wake up. Uh, you've got crawling a dark, muddy, long tunnel under the ground, being followed by unknown fear. The further I try to escape, I feel suffocated and weak. I keep crawling into the darkness, takes over to pitch black. Um, and then I'm just going to read another one as well. Um, being followed by huge giant sphere that has pointed a pointed sharp object. So you've you've listed out these um, like night terrors you've been having for a period. Uh, by the way, this one, uh, this one, this one, the pointed sphere, uh, sphere uh, is the the first one I can remember before even my preschool. Mm -hmm. This is wow. the oldest. Yeah. How old? How old is that? When you were one or two or. or... I don't know, but something is. Uh, by the way, I am still having these dreams. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a recurring thing, then, for you. You can't, you can't escape it, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know why I had a beautiful childhood, but I had these dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of both, right? You know, you can't, you can't, uh, can't escape the subconscious sometimes. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's always there. It's like, yes. <laughs> Mm. Well, yeah. I think it's. So, it's, it's... Um, yeah. Sorry, Grandpom. Oh, I was just, I was just going to ask. Um, you know, with with these recurring, is it is it all of the the dreams that you've put in the symphony and all the nightmares? Is that are they all recurring? Is it just one that's recurring? Is it? You know, how how does this feel for you? How does this work for you? Does it give you catharsis to make these symphonies around it? I don't know how to say that exactly, but mm -hmm. yes, uh, they keep happening to me over and over. Yeah. yeah. And I just wanted to put them out there so people can see how how sometimes I don't have a good night's sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and in a in a way that is probably quite beautiful to some people that don't really understand the the beauty of a nightmare sometimes yes and sometimes it can be not so beautiful sometimes. and yeah, I, I wanted to translate this mm. in the music for example when you listen to the second movement which was the first movement that comes later yeah. okay sure. uh i started it with the heads okay and then after these heads we start with this dreamy figure that comes and the music, and I think for a certain point, I was telling people, like, look, now you're going to listen to a beautiful dream. Yeah. And then, and suddenly, everything 
everything shifts, you know, when we get the dreams, not just the beautiful outside of the name of a dream. Because in, after a few seconds, maybe, in a dream, uh, this just tends to be a night terror, not just a nightmare. So, yeah, yeah. this is mm. what I wanted, to, I wanted to portray in the music, that when we see a dream, sometimes it's not... And I don't think these are dreams. I think because of the, how many times I've I've seen these dreams, mm. I stopped dreaming of them and I started seeing the dreams. It's like watching a movie and over and over and you know what's going to happen. But what's different, every time I have the, like the first time watching a certain movie and it has an impact on you, yeah. the same first impression impact of that movie or scene or whatever it hits me each okay, time so like it's the time I, I must ask do you find you you recognize that these are dreams every time that you get that you're in there okay. so you're you, you know know it's a dream every time no just when i wake up ah, okay, okay yeah. that's that's yeah. that's really interesting because yeah. you, you you have this recurring you re is the same thing over and over yeah um, and the fact that you don't know that it's a dream is the is what really in, interests me until you wake up obviously and then yeah no, knowing knowing the difference between reality and dreams is is a difficult place to to really get a hold of i think to to, to, to know your mind inside and out to know the subconscious and the conscious and yeah, be able to I, uh, and uh, look, uh, if, uh, Jack, can you read the, the last one uh, in the reality. description of, of YouTube? Reality. reality. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wrote reality, by the way. I wrote reality because sometimes what is real and what is not real is unidentified to me in certain points. Yeah. Because I, I can't see that. It just, oh, it was, it was a dream after I wake up. Yeah. But this... Uh, impact of the dreams uh, sometimes stays with me for a week or ten days. So, so as, can I ask? <laughs> oh, can I? Can I ask? Sorry, one one minute, Jack. Just just one last question from me. Um, Aziz, do you know anything about DMT? D no. Okay. Okay. So that's cool. DMT is with your it's, it's it's the a drug within the brain it's your it's your uh, dream chemical okay and it, it gets released when you dream okay but it also gets released when you die okay a big a big lot of it will get released when you die okay mm. and that's where people see you know their, their life flash before their eyes or the, uh, the you know the big bright white light or you know the, all of these things is to do with this chemical yeah, release. I, I've heard about the DMT now. I remember. Yeah. Yes. That's it. That's yeah. it. I, we might have spoken about it maybe at one point even. I'm not sure, but we may have. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's is is the it, that is a big big understanding point. I think that and uh, a lot of mindfulness and working on yourself. Will will help you, you know, lucidly understand which is which is which. Does the a... DMTs 
stays uh, with you when you wake up, yeah. for example? Yes. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it hits you and haunts you for a, for a while? It can. It can haunt you and it can help you. It's, it's, it's how you take it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've got this um, question, first of all. Number five on your dream is Stravinsky. Uh, <laughs> I just want oh. to know what happened in the dream <laughs> with Stravinsky. Uh, yeah. What was going on in this dream, bro? Stravinsky. Look, in certain points, I no, no, Stravinsky is not there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not in my dreams. <laughs> um, yeah. So the first time I heard Stravinsky, I was 18 years old. Okay. And when I listened to. Um, I think Rite of Spring. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it, it was the Rite of Spring ballet. I just listened to the music. I didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't understand anything in the music, except it was so beautiful. And I be, kept asking myself, how can anyone can call themselves composers after this masterpiece? Oh, wow. Even... I didn't understand anything in the music. I just loved it. Mm. That's, um, that's, that's awesome, man. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And these syncopated rhythmic patterns that kept coming out of nowhere in the entire, uh, in the entire ballet music and uh, how he used for 40 minutes only three musical ideas and how he kept just keeping mm. growing them all. On and on and on and on for 40 minutes. And in certain points, when you listen to the first uh, idea that presented and you listen to the last version of it, they don't, they, they are not the same idea. But when you oh. keep uh, going with the music until the end, yes, it's one yeah. big, uh, big uh, unit. So you say like you know? these, these three ideas are basically just one big idea. No way. Yeah. I don't know how he did that. And yeah. when I started to analyze the music back then, I couldn't understand anything. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. you know, that, 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 that made you look deeper, right? And to find, find ways that you could express yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. And I love Stravinsky. Um, and I think mostly everybody loves Stravinsky. <laughs> Everybody yeah. loves Stravinsky. Um, mostly, mostly. <laughs> all right. Um, how's about this? I'm going to um, play the introduction to your second symphony. Um, I'll just let it run for a little bit. Um, it, the the song actually starts in 40 seconds in, uh, and then about one minute 50, you see that the main tr uh, theme is introduced and it starts to come through. So I'll play a little bit for that probably about a minute and a half and then we can just like pause it there and just stop um here we go what can you get <laughs>
Okay, that was just beautiful, but I'm going to stop it there for a moment. Thank you. <laughs> and we can actually uh, discuss parts of that. Uh, uh, whew, coming uh, in from like that intro. Something. Oh, go on, go for it. Uh, by the way, I, in this symphony, I didn't want to start with the first movement, so I started with the second movement, which you played at the first, in that yeah. order. I wanted this symphony to start with the second movement, and then the first movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this one, uh, I think as I wrote, uh, I, I I wrote something in the description. Can you uh, read it, please, Mr. Jack? Yeah. Um, which part are we going? Ah, the symphony starts with the second movement. This dream is about the impressionistic movement that non-Arab composers portray in their Western European classical music. Composers such as Debussy, Rimsky-Korsakov. Sibelius and many more, which make a dream by itself that Arabic music is very harmonically rich and has colorful orchestration. Unfortunately, this is not the case. Mostly it's monophonic music. Uh, And then it comes in to say the first movement comes later discussing the dreams, nightmares and night terrors. And then it goes on to list the dreams. So um, what's this uh, where you've made this like claim? Mostly it's monophonic music. Um, Is that true? Yeah, uh, uh, look, it? if you would like to, sorry, yeah, it is. Like, uh, uh, we have a simple harmonic language, but it's not used and it's neglected. The um, Arabic, Arab composers always concentrate entirely on a beautiful melody. And then there is a percussion, one instrument maybe. Do you know the tabla? Oh, yeah, the tabla, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And they have it, or they have a, a small frame drum, and they use it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So you've got these. Um, well, but we're talking about highlighted. Was hundred years ago. Sorry, yeah. repeat that. I didn't get that. This was the music one hundred years ago. I don't know. Ah, about yeah. Old. Yeah. Yeah, I. I mean, it, it's quite different, you know, your first symphony really hit me. And when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is, it's similar to the style of John Williams, but like with Arabic influence. And this one, this one's very different to the first one. Uh, this one's kind of, this one's moody, you know, this one's really moody. If you get what I mean by that, it, it's got a lot of tension around it um for pretty much the whole song to be fair like it, it does change and uh later on you're gonna hear more like it, go, it goes kind of atonal with the melodies for a while it gets kind of chaotic and then it calms down um yeah yeah so you got that intro straight away with this it's kind of like that hand zimmer style with the horns just boom 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 just as the intro you know just whoa okay wake up i'm awake now and i'm uh, ready for whatever i'm about to experience and then quite and then after a little bit of just yeah. kind of like moving around just a bit of an adventure then you end up with like i said the introduction of the main theme which you start to repeat and and you know build different layers upon and have it going after different intervals making like different expressions with each kind of time you replay yeah. it yeah um 
So what made you like create this? What was your idea behind it when you came up with this particular like start, the second movement at the first? Because uh, when you, we have, when we listen, when I listened to the first movement, not this one, the original first movement first, and then I listened to the second movement later, I thought, no, this is not correct order because the first one had bigger impact on me as a composer and as a listener. And then mm-hmm. the second one will can't, it, it, I, it will just destroy the symphony. So what should I do? And if I didn't use it, now I will not, I will never use it again. This, uh, the, the second movement. So I said, okay, why not? I just put it in, in the beginning and I was in the second movement. Mm. And then it there. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Very interesting. Yes. Mm. It's, um, I gotta say, it's very well performed as well. They, they did a very good job. Uh, everything just yes. sounds absolutely stunning uh-huh. here. Um, do you? I, I can only find it on YouTube at the moment. It, do you have the actual uh, audio file like available on other platforms? Uh, no, I only have it on YouTube. Okay. Uh, are you are you gonna just keep it only YouTube for now as your way of like streaming it, or do you plan in the future? I- to use other like other software, uh, different platforms. Do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe yes. If you can do it for me, I'll be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe at some point I could help you try awesome. and uh, look at that. Yeah, try and yeah. figure that out. Um, it would be cool yeah. to we get the audio off, like. A, a different like if i wanted to use it on spotify if i wanted to you know get it on Bandcamp, whatever it'd be cool to have the access to just be able to get the video uh sorry the, the audio without the video as well um oh, yeah. you know then i can just like listen on my phone without having to have youtube up yeah yeah that'd so be, be easier I'm yeah it would yeah practical yes yeah so it'd yep. be pretty cool to um and about the- um, about the performance of the symphony, uh, mm. Maestro Cavazzoli did a fantastic job. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, mm. as I remember, he told me he did uh, 15 rehearsals. 10 of them wow. were only for uh, the string section. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they settled no. some, some plays, some sections. Um, mm. And uh, no matter what he does, I tell him no. I, this is not what I want. Make it yeah. slower when he does a that slower bit. And no, 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 not the tempo, please. I want it fast. He does it faster a little bit. No, not this tempo. Please do it like that. And yeah. my problem was just with the tempo because I think it's the soul of the music. If, <laughs> if a certain uh, certain sections, if they were played slower, to lose its uh, its idea. And the, yeah. the soul of the music will be gone, vanished, correct? And if yeah, it's sure. slower or faster, it, it sometimes it destroys the music. So this was my 
only concern about him doing this for 415 rehearsals. Yeah. Um, yeah. That actually um, brings well, me up because right he, now yeah. you're are you are uh, you still teaching music? Yes. Yes. Um. So my. Yeah, you like it's incredible for you're 26 years old. You're teaching at the university over there in Kuwait, um, and you're yeah. teaching. What What about music are you actually teaching? About the music, I I teach them to write whatever they want, but it should be with me. But, uh, oh, your, your uh, mic cut out that? there. But, um, it uh, was, sorry. Yeah, sorry, could you repeat that, what you were, um, what you were teaching at the university? I let them just compose whatever they want. I teach mm. a composition, orchestration, Practical and theoretical harmony. These yeah. are my main subjects. Nice. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, but mostly I teach composition. Uh, mostly, sorry? Such an achievement for your age. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, but uh, when it comes for my students, I just always support them. No matter yeah. what they do, always support them and try to bring out the best of them. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's exactly yeah. what you're doing. That's yeah. brilliant. We mentioned all that. And you're an inspiration. Uh, look, we all have different tastes, correct? And yeah. if I force someone to do something that I like or, or guide them the way I want, how the music goes, uh, yeah. I, I will not be teaching composition. I will create another version of me. Yes. And I don't want it's always about what you want and how to make your music better. And we discuss mm -hmm. it. It's just about showing the ideas. And sometimes we repeat these ideas so they can stay in my students' mm -hmm. uh, head for, forever. And this is how I teach composition. Uh, sometimes I force them to do certain things for the sake of studying. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Of course, that's, that's how we were taught as well. Yeah, yeah, that's how we were taught too. Yeah, mm. but if they want to do something that's totally different than what I like, I'm always happy to it. Mm. Yeah, mm. cool. That's cool. Um, if you're that's cool it. with it, I'm uh, I'm gonna push ahead a little bit and just play the introduction to your second movement here. Um, it, uh, <laughs> it's 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 such a change from the first one. Um, but yeah, let me play it now and we can discuss it after.
All right. I'm going to stop that there for a minute. Sorry, I got a little thing pop up on my screen and got a bit distracted. Um, it, it's got this intro kind of similar to like the, the same as the first uh, movement, right? With the loud horns. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of like that's the sound which is putting you in the dream? Or is that the sound of waking up? What is that? Uh, the sound that you're using for maybe this is the sound of reality okay and that's trying to like hit you as you're going through this like th uh, this discovery in your dreams right yeah because uh, the same uh, hits that comes even to comes once again in the in the middle of the of the second symphony correct yeah. uh and the second movement this movement i mean okay and uh i don't want to say it's reality or which dream it is because it's better to keep it for your own imagination i don't want mm -hmm. you to guide you to what i imagine in the music it's better mm -hmm. so yeah but it might be reality who knows correct <laughs> yeah it could be it could be um yeah, so it goes on to there, but it's it's kind of like it's a it's a very different vibe from the first movement, where the first movement, like the the second movement, has this weird exploration feel to it. Like I'm on a journey and I'm out, I know, running through fields. It's got this kind of old feeling, um, kind of like Lord of the Rings in a way. If you understand that. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of this is beautiful. <laughs> I love the music. It is. It is, uh, it is stunning. It's it's it it has certain uh, how can I say that uh, certain sections that are not connected and yet connected with the same with big idea, uh, mm -hmm. and um, each dream should have its own color, its tone, its flavor, its orchestration, its its own entire uh, build building mm -hmm. unit you know mm -hmm. and like that yeah so like if, if you were to listen to the whole thing throughout rather than just in little chunks like we're doing now you would hear this flow of kind of of, of state you know it's a, it's a state that you're writing with as you're yeah. playing, playing the music and you you can feel how it's all tied together but how it's also got so many different variations happening yes hmm. how, how long um how long did it take you to write the symphony 16 days hmm. wow i would have thought yeah, it would take longer than days. that is that 16 whole days just dedicated uh, to writing uh, i <laughs> okay uh, no one should do what they do because it's unhealthy. I <laughs> used to wake up maybe six in the morning and I yeah. keep on composing until uh, maybe 10 uh, at night. I don't nice. do anything, just wake up, <laughs> take a shower and then keep on composing. I, sometimes I forget to eat. Yeah. I just, I, I can't leave what I do. Uh, uh, it's not healthy. No one should do that. 
and this is uh, this is why I don't compose a lot. Whenever I compose, I do this. Mm. It's my it's my routine and so the like process of creating balance. something that is. Yes, it's not yeah. healthy. And by the way, it 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 drains the power. Yeah. I feel powerless after 16 days of composing this. I can't even write one single note, maybe for two or three months. So oh. it's not healthy. No one should do that. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's very different. <laughs> like when I like start something quite similar, where I want to finish it. I don't want to stop till it's finished. If I'm writing a song, I really don't want to go to the bathroom. You know, I don't want to eat. I just want to keep working on it. But definitely not to that point um especially like how do you feel listening back to it now like do you listen to it with enjoyment or do you listen to it like oh god i've heard it so many times as uh i i don't want to answer this question <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i feel happy mm. and um uh, when I listen to what people tell me about this symphony, especially, mm-hmm. um, I feel so grateful and um, I can't express it. It's beautiful. And when I listen to it, I sometimes I get shocked by myself. How did mm-hmm. I write this? Yeah. It's, not, hey, it's, not, it's, it's um, big for me. It's, it's, big, a, it's for a big project. Because me, not many people so write symphonies especially the way that you've written it you've written the whole thing out on Sibelius as Thank well you. Uh, which just takes it to another level yeah. it helps it helps much work is actually by the involved. way technology helps maybe what i've written in 16 days without the technology would have taken maybe two or three months correct yeah yeah that's true uh, but and uh, it's nice to have that but, verification uh, where you can hear what you're writing you get the playback as opposed to just a sheet of paper and having to interpret uh, immediately it. with just one yeah. click. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we got a, uh, we're running out of time a little bit, so we got to be kind of quick here. Um, so I just want to say, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tag um, the link to the actual video so that anyone listening can go directly there, listen to it through. It, it's got some more movements to come. So it would have been cool to, uh, Tom, your microphone is turned off, by the way. Um, Shit. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Uh, Norman just wanted to add a, add a little piece there. Sorry. Just, uh, uh, are you asking us something? or? Sorry, what, one moment. Norma, Norma's just coming in for, the, for a little quick, oh, yeah. quick bit. Do you want the... Hi, Izzy. I'm Hi. Not gonna... Hi, nice to hear you. Um, Thank you so much. Sorry, I'm not on video. It's no, early here. Okay. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that there were a few things that I noted about the piece. I haven't actually been able to hear the whole piece yet, but there were a few components that came to mind, and it was as though I don't know whether they were uh, you were influenced by them, but I heard things. Bear with me a second, because I've actually written some stuff down here. I heard things. Grieg's Peer Gint Morning Mood in elements of that through through the what is what is actually on there as the second movement. And also, yeah. you know, when that piece developed, it reminded me of um, Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf. 
and how all the characters in that were instruments and how they all blended. And your commentary about your dream, they're all individual, as the characters Peter and the Wolf are individual, and yet they all, if you like, play together as well. It was really evocative for me because I, I'm a lot older, but I was raised with classical music, um, mm. thanks to my father. Yeah. And I don't remember it all anymore, but hearing your piece reminded me of Prokofiev, it reminded me of Grieg, it reminded me of, um, oh, who was the composer? Uh, Korsakov, Scheherazade. There was a little piece in the very mm. early part that I thought that reminds me of Scheherazade. Just a few uh, notes, and it was okay. just- Thank it you, Norma. Um, really but we're about to run out. I think we're about to be disconnected. Um, so I just... Okay, yeah, uh, sorry. Um, unfortunately, we've lost Tom and Norma on the show now. It's just me and Aziz here. Um, so yeah, Aziz, uh, do you want to spend the opportunity to answer what uh, Norma has just asked us um, and just said about uh, the influences that she was hearing in the first movement? Uh, I the first uh, the first and second movement correct yeah yeah um I look when she mentioned uh, Greg I, I now I can uh, understand what she's uh, she's mentioning what she's uh, thinking about it uh, mm -hmm. but it was not about that certain section um, not Greg it's by Composer, uh, her name is uh, Sophia Gubaydelina, mm -hmm. which I knew about by coincidence through YouTube. Okay, yeah, and, uh, and that, that, uh, from that there I got that impression. Okay, that's yes, cool. that's cool. That Who would you actually say? Sophia. So, is that your main influence on the Gubaydelina? That's that where she create? had uh, Greg. Okay, cool. I'll post a little link to um, their music as I well. know. Uh, when I listen to her... Yeah. Sorry? I'll post a link as well to that artist's music, and then uh, we can actually check yeah. that out as well. See where you're getting your inspiration from. Yeah. And mm. the other one is not by Prokofiev. It's always Stravinsky and my professor, Dr. Mm. Abdel Masri. Okay. These and, um, uh, Stravinsky and Dr. Abdullah have the biggest influence on me as a musician. Oh wow! Okay, uh, I will yeah. have to make sure I listen to more of their works. Um, uh, thank you for joining yeah. us tonight. You love um, you love Abdullah Masri. He's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, you can send me a link of that, and I can take a listen through, and I can also add that to the the podcast um, description. Yeah. Um, one last question okay. for you, man. Um, do we have some? Uh, are, are you currently working on a next project? Are you already prepared for the third symphony, or are you taking downtime? Look, uh, I have already a third symphony, it's the classical symphony, mm -hmm. and it's going to be performed. Uh, next month i hope oh wow uh, uh, but no i am now preparing myself to write a piano concerto mm, lovely yeah okay. and uh I, I strangely i have a title now for this so not the the, the piano concerto will have a title it's strange but 
I want to call it the piano, piano concerto. Okay. <laughs> Just nice, straight yeah. to the point. Makes because, it easy for everyone to find what yeah, it actually the is. Huh? Piano. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know how it's going to sound. I just have this idea inside my head for next year. I mm. should compose a piano concerto, and I uh, try to find where I'm going with the piano concerto, especially when it comes for piano. I think everything was or has already been have already been done, correct? And um, what I'm going to do for the piano concerto, but I want it to be the piano piano concerto. Mm. <laughs> and there's always, I don't there's, know, but there's this a... is the idea. I don't know by next year I can do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, in, in a way, you're right, where everything's already been created. And, you know, when, I mean, there, there's still a value to it. It's, it's, there's a uniqueness of whatever you create. You can tell, you know, when you're, let's say, a fan of a particular artist and you hear something new from them, you can tell it's them. They have a distinctiveness. And, you know, everyone has a distinctiveness way to their writing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, 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 it's always new things can come, but always we will tell you you sound like this or you sound like that, or even if it's for some people we don't even know about their names, correct? We don't know about their existence, but somebody <laughs> knows, for example, knows you, and they will tell me you sound like Jack, even though, for example, if I don't know you, so people <laughs> connect things. And I want to be a little different. Uh, so because I have a different musical background and when I mix it with classical music, it, it will sound a little bit different. And I hope I can do something good for the piano concerto. Nice, nice. All right, well, thanks for yeah. joining us tonight, Abdul. And I'll look forward to seeing when your piano concerto comes out. Uh, I'm always kind of like looking forward to whenever you create something new. Um, this is, if I'm right, the second time that this is actually being created, the second symphony. I think you released it a while ago and then you decided to change it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, even back yes. when I first heard the original version, even that was... It was an incredible experience. This is very different to how you originally had it. You completely changed it. You got quite a nice selection of music growing now um, and some beautiful, beautiful symphonies played by many different orchestras uh, around, um, around Europe, South America, and uh, yeah, in the Middle East. You. I'm lucky. Yeah, it's an incredible accomplishment, man. So thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, I'm sure we'll keep in touch and keep updated about your music works, man. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, man. You have a good night and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Goodbye. All right. Ciao.